Hey, thanks for listening to the Bellevue Christian Church podcast. We're a church in Bellevue, Pennsylvania, where ordinary people are learning to live everyday life like Jesus. We believe that one way to learn that life is by engaging with an ancient but active collection of books called the Bible every single week. If this teaching leaves you with a question about the content or a story of what God is doing in your life, please send a message to hello at bellevuechristian.church because we'd love to hear from you. So how many of you have made a mistake this past year? My guess is probably all of you. And my, my second question is this, how many of you want to avoid making the same mistakes next year? Again, my guess is probably most of us. Today, what I want to do is I want to give you the best question that you can ask at the end of every year. It's a question that if you learn to ask it regularly, it can help you avoid repeating the mistakes of the past that you made last year as you get ready and go into the next year. And, can, and this question can accelerate your progress toward the life you were made for, the life that we call everyday life like Jesus. It's a question that I try to ask regularly in my own life in some form, and it's a question that I want you to start asking if you don't ask it already. And it's inspired by an ancient prayer from Moses in the book of Psalms. If you have your Bible with you this morning, open up to Psalm 90. You can pull it up on a computer or a phone. I have my Bible right here. And in Psalm 90, we have a prayer that Moses wrote after a really challenging year of his life. If you have time, read through the rest of the Psalm and you'll see this was not a good year for Moses. And in the middle of it though, he writes a line that holds the secret to not repeating the same mistakes year after year after year. It's at Psalm 90, verse 12. Here's what Moses writes. He says, Teach us to number our days carefully so that we may develop wisdom in our hearts. Let me read that again. Teach us to number our days carefully so that we may develop wisdom in our hearts. What he's saying here is that there is a connection between numbering our days and developing a heart of wisdom. That word, that phrase, so that, is connecting those ideas. That there's a connection between numbering our days, if we can do so in such a way, there's a way that we can do that that can lead to gaining, developing a heart of wisdom. The kind of wisdom that can help you avoid repeating the mistakes you made last year as you head into the new year. And to access that wisdom, Uh, there's two things that you need to do. The first thing is this. You have to realize, he says here, you have to realize that your days are numbered. You have to realize that your days are numbered. Earlier in the prayer, Moses kind of had this like little throwaway line, but he says, look, our lives are like 70 years or if they're strong, 80. It's, you know, it's, and not much has changed really since then. Um, It's basically still true. The average lifespan in the United States is 78.79 years. Some of you are hovering right around that right now. Some of you are coming up on it. Some of you are really far away from that. But 78.79 years is equal to about 27,375 days. The average lifespan is 27,375 days. In case you're like, Austin, how much is that? It's about half a bag of a, or half of a two pound bag of rice. This is like two pounds of rice. I bought it at Coons right across the street. And about half this bag plus a little bit more is about what your lifespan on average is. So I'm gonna pour you know, some of this bag into here. I'm gonna shoot for half. This is your life dwindling away in case you're wondering. Every time you have rice for the rest of your life, I want you to think about your own mortality. Um, we're getting close to half the bag maybe. Hard to know. A little bit more, maybe. All right, this is about half your life, or this is about your life right here. This is somebody else's life that they get to have. Um, 
But again, your life on average is about 27,375 days or about a pound of rice, about half of a two pound bag. And you tend to feel the brevity of life more as you age. When you're in elementary school, you have lots of rice left in the bag. You're thinking your life lasts forever. When you're in your mid thirties, you still have a lot of you know, rice left in the bag, but you, you're starting to feel like your life is moving quickly. Like I'm 32 years old right now and I'm starting to feel like, where did my life go? Um, you get into your forties and then you get into your fifties and sixties and you start feeling like you're closer to the end of your life than the beginning. In other words, again, as you go through your, li your life, you start to sense more and more that there's not as much rice left in the bag. And one of the reasons why it's hard to grasp the shortness of life is something that psychologists call present bias, present bias. And what that is, is it's the tendency to think that the future is always far off and we have infinite time to do the things that we wanna do. The future feels abstract, it feels barely real. It's why we take out huge college loans and lots of debts. We're like, look, the future isn't real. It's not real to us. It's not concrete until later. That's something called present bias. But around this time of the year, as we're approaching the end of a year, our present bias gets disrupted because we have this whole big New Year celebration. There's all this stuff happening in Times Square, all these different things. And you're suddenly, uh, your present bias gets disrupted and you're realizing again that life is passing. Um, and so we find ourselves saying things like, where did the year go? I know my team, we have a calendar up in our office at church and you know, we look at that calendar all the time. We, we started it at the beginning of this year, writing on all the things we wanted to do. And we can't believe when we look at it now, all the days that we've crossed off, we can't believe, we keep say, saying to ourselves, where did the year go? It feels like it just started. And so that means at the end of the year with our present bias disrupted, we have an opportunity to develop a healthy sense of urgency that comes with numbering our days we're forced to realize that yet again, another 365 days has passed. But the thing is, it's not enough to just number our days. Numbering your days might make you aware of your mortality, but it won't necessarily lead to wisdom. It might lead to urgency or maybe even anxiety and fear, but it doesn't necessarily lead to wisdom on its own. That requires a second step. So the first thing, realize your days are numbered. Second thing is this, squeeze all the wisdom you can out of every day. Once you realize that your days are limited, the next step is to extract all of the wisdom that you can out of each day. That is the only way to develop wisdom in our hearts. So let numbering our days lead to wisdom. We have to extract wisdom out of, your, out of our days. I've always loved the way that Eugene Peterson talks about wisdom. He paraphrased the Bible in something called The Message and in his introduction to Proverbs, which is a book all about wisdom, listen to how he defines wisdom. He says, wisdom is the art of living skillfully in whatever actual conditions we find ourselves. It's the ability to live well in the world as it actually is, the world that God created good, the world that's fallen, the world that is being redeemed right now. Wisdom is the art of living skillfully in whatever actual conditions we find ourselves. But the thing is, you don't gain wisdom by default. It doesn't just show up uh, in your life one day. You have to value it and you have to pursue it. That's why Solomon says over and over throughout the Proverbs, wisdom is supreme. Therefore, get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. That's Proverbs 4, 7. In another place, he talks about valuing wisdom like a treasure or something that you need to chase after. There's all kinds of places that you can find wisdom. You can find it in podcasts and books. You can find it in teachers and in friends and in mentors. But one of the best places to look for wisdom is in the past, in the days that you've already lived. 
when you value wisdom and you have a healthy sense of urgency that comes with numbering your days, you can start looking into your past for wisdom for your future. Or in other words, you can start squeezing all the wisdom that you can out of every single day. You have 27,375 opportunities over the course of your life to gain wisdom. That's 365 last year, 365 in the coming year. Each of these little kernels of, of rice represent a day that has wisdom that you could extract. Each of these has wisdom in it. Every day that you have lived, there is wisdom that you can take with you into the next day. That's what Moses is doing in Psalm 90. He's praying through all the things that have been happening in his life, especially in a particularly challenging year. And he's sharing some of the wisdom he's been able to extract. Things like, here's one of his little wisdom nuggets, is your wrath matches the fear that is due you. I'm sure that's not the wisdom that you're going to be taking out of this year, but that's what Moses took out of that challenging year of his life. He writes that in Psalm 90 verse 11. He's drawing wisdom out of his experiences even in a challenging, painful year in his life. And so that's why Moses prays to God in Psalm 90, teach us to number our days so that we might develop wisdom in our hearts or develop a heart of wisdom. We need to realize that our days are numbered and squeeze or extract all the wisdom we can out of every day. And so as we approach the end of another year, here's what I believe we can say, is that the last 365 days, hold the wisdom you need for the next 365 days. The last 365 days, hold the wisdom you need for the next 365 days. You have lived 365 days over the past year. Some of them were great days, some of them were bad days, but all throughout them, those are days that are full of wisdom if you just take a couple minutes to look for it. And my guess is that it's wisdom that will help you overcome some of the challenges you face this year. God has taught you lots of wisdom this year that he doesn't want you to waste by forgetting it. It's wisdom that will help you avoid the mistakes you made last year and accelerate your progress toward the life that you were made for. And so with that in mind, I wanna give you the best question that you can ask. The question that you can ask at the end of every year is this. What is one bit of wisdom God has taught you in the past 365 days that you don't wanna forget? What is one bit of wisdom, not even 365 bits, what is one bit of wisdom that you, God taught you in the past 365 days that you don't wanna forget? I encourage you this week to take some time to think through that question. Take some time today to do that with individually, just in a journal, if that's the kind of thing, or go on a long walk, or think about it with your family, talk about it around the table at lunch. And I wanna give you some advice for making the most of that question. First of all, invite God into the process with you. You're, we're naturally forgetful people, so we, especially me, you know, I need to ask God, God, what do you remember? What were you teaching me this year? Help me to see it. Encourage him, or I encourage you to invite him into the process. Think through different parts of your life as well. Think through uh, something you learned about being a good husband or a wife or a friend. Maybe it's something you learned about being a dad or a mom. Maybe it's something you learned at work or something you learned through a successful experience you had or through a failure. Uh, maybe it's something you learned in a sermon, right? Or through reading scripture. Maybe it's something you learned from a friend or a teacher or a mentor or from a book or a podcast. Think through different areas of your life. and. My encouragement is to start with just one bit of wisdom. You know, I know there are some perfectionists out there. I'm one of these people where I'm thinking, look, if I can't get all 365 bits of wisdom from the last year, I don't wanna get any of it. I'm gonna start fresh in January for the coming year. Trust me, just start with one. And maybe it's even just from last week or from today. Write it down. 
uh, and so that you have it with you going into next year. And what I would say is take that wisdom, try to articulate it in one memorable sentence. In his chapter on learning from the past, Michael Hyatt writes this. He says, to retain these lessons, you'll want to distill your discoveries into short, pithy statements. That transforms your learning into wisdom to guide your path into the future. What he's saying there is to do what Solomon has done in the book of Proverbs. Take your wisdom and transform it into something that you can remember. So for example, one of the lessons I remember learning this year is that, and the way I wrote it was this, is that if you wanna come alive, go to a funeral. I went to a funeral this year and I remember it was a funeral for a really great person. And there were all kinds of people there and saying all kinds of great things. And when I was there, it gave me a, a fresh urgency for my own life to be the kind of person that lives a truly great life. And it woke me up a little bit um, just going there. The other lesson I remembered from this year is be careful not to mix the sugar and salt measurements when you're making something sweet. Uh, that's like not like, doesn't mean, for, it just literally is about baking. I mixed up the salt and sugar multiple times. I made terrible cookies in October. So just make sure I get those right. It's a little bit of wisdom I wanna take with me into next year. And so try to condense it into something simple. And the end of the year is a good place to start with this question, but you don't have to wait till the end of the year to ask about what wisdom can you bring with you. Every 90 days, I try to write down just a couple core lessons, just three that I'm learning during this season of my life. I invite my staff to do that as well. And for the past five years, I've actually kept a journal. This is a five-year journal, and every day it has a couple of different entries where I could write down something every day. Sometimes I write something that I'm learning. Sometimes I just write something that I'm going through but it'd be a great way to track some of the lessons that you're learning every single day. And I'm gonna give you a little bit of encouragement as we close. When you start looking through the past year, there's a good chance that what you're gonna see is some failures. You're gonna see some mistakes. You're gonna see the things that you did wrong this past year. All, uh, the things that make, make you feel guilt or shame. Others of you are gonna look at the past year and you're like, I had a great year. I really, I really crushed it this year. You know, you did a really good job. You, you, you start, maybe you even start feeling some pride about that. But I wanna give you some good news as we close. The good news is that God does not accept you based on how poorly you, you did this past year or on how well you did this past year. One leads to guilt and shame, the other leads to pride. But the good news is that God accepts us not on the basis of what we do, but on the basis of our faith in what Jesus has done for us. He's the only one who has done the past or who lived his whole life well, who numbered his days and let it develop a heart of wisdom. He was the embodiment of wisdom on earth. And he went to the cross and he died for those of us who have failed to have our to live our 365 days each year well enough. Jesus died for you. He took your mistakes on himself and he's given you a fresh start, not just in the new year but every single day, not on the basis of what you do, but on the basis of what he's done for you. So my encouragement to you as you head into this next year is to ask the question, what is one bit of wisdom that God taught you this past year that you wanna take with you into the next 365 days? My prayer for us is that like Moses, we might ask God to teach us to number our days so that we might develop wisdom in our hearts. I want you to become dads, moms, husbands, wives, coworkers, friends, and kids that are known in our community as people of wisdom who don't have to learn the same lesson year after year after year until it sinks in. Let's pray. God, I thank you for this church. I thank you for the way that you've given us so much wisdom in the scriptures. I thank you for the experiences that you've given us this year that are full of wisdom. Help us to join with Moses in numbering our days 
so that we might gain a heart of wisdom. And I pray that you make us into a wise church. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Hey, if you're taking communion at home this week, go find some bread and some juice so that you can participate. Uh, communion is when we look back at what Jesus has done for us, remembering that he's really the only one who numbered his days perfectly and developed a heart of wisdom, and he did that for us in our place. And so as you look back at the past year again, you're probably gonna see some of those mistakes you made. But it's here at the table that we remember that those mistakes have been covered. And so let me read from the scriptures. The scriptures say, on the night that he was betrayed, he took bread, and he broke and he said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. He said, this is my blood poured out. And then he took the cup and he said, this is my blood poured out for you. Drink this in remembrance of me. Whenever you take this bread and whenever you drink this cup, do this with me and proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So when, when you get a chance, take communion at home and then stick with us for announcements. Hey, thanks for joining us. Uh, I hope you had a great Christmas weekend. I hope you got something out of our message today. We have a few announcements for you that we want you to know about. First of all, as a reminder, we have our annual member meeting coming up in January. Uh, it's gonna be January 31st at 6.30 p.m. But you have an opportunity to vote on the matters that are being voted on on the three Sundays leading up to that meeting. So January 16th, 23rd, and 30th. Uh, you're going to be voting on a couple of things, our annual budget, we do that every year, some new members of our leadership council too of those, and uh, we do that every year as well. Uh, revised bylaws, and then also some restated articles of incorporation. And you can review all the materials for voting at bellevuechristian.church slash members dash meeting. And uh, we already appreciate the feedback that you've given us so far. Uh, we're going to be collecting feedback from Friday, December 17th, uh, last week through Friday, December 31st. And then in the first week of January, if necessary, we'll make any changes uh, to those before sharing the final versions with you on Sunday, January 9th, just before we start the voting. Uh, a couple of other things. Next Sunday, we're starting a new series called Everyday Habits. Be sure to join us for that. We're going to be looking at core, the core four habits that we see in every person who's making progress toward the life they were made for. So you can join us in person or online for that. Uh, speaking of habits, we have a, a few courses coming up in January and February, but one we wanted to one we wanted you to know about right now is Financial Peace University. Laura Hartle will be running that course on five consecutive Wednesdays starting Wednesday, January 19th. And the cost is gonna be $60 for that and we can help you with that if that's a struggle. And uh, we're planning to offer childcare if that will help people attend as well. Julie and I took that course a few years ago. It helped us out a ton. It completely changed the way we thought about money and debt, saving and generosity. And dozens of other people from our church have taken that course as well. So you can find out more about the course and sign up at bellevuechristian.church slash events. And then speaking of money, you guys have been so generous this year. Uh, we have an incredibly generous church that's made uh, that side of our church really easy. And so we're so thankful for you and for those of you who have made a habit of giving to our church regularly. Um, and if you want to give today or you want to make a year-end gift, feel free to do so online or by sending a check to uh, Bellevue Christian Church. And so we can't wait to see you next Sunday and find out what wisdom you'll be taking with you from the last 365 days into the next 365 days. Thanks for listening. If that teaching moved you or left you with questions, let us know by sending a message to hello at bellevuechristian.church. 
and be sure to subscribe to this podcast for a new teaching from us every single week.